Welcome to the Paul Stone Sports Podcast. For over 30 years, Paul Stone has been seriously handicapping college football, college basketball, and PGA Tour golf. Over the past five seasons, spanning almost 600 releases, Paul has hit 55% against the spread in college football, gaining the respect of sports books and bettors throughout the world. He is monitored by highly respected the Sports Monitor of Oklahoma City. Paul has also won two major Las Vegas football handicapping contests and finished in the top four in two others. Each week, Paul will provide exclusive handicapping insights on the podcast. To receive Paul's exact picks each week, you can sign up for member-only access at paulstonesports.org. Now, on to the show. Hello again, sports fans. Uh, Probably more specifically, fans of sports handicapping and perhaps even taking it another notch, uh, fans of betting college football. I'm Paul Stone, coming to you on this Thursday, May 12th from the lovely Florida Keys. And this is episode 51 of the Paul Stone Sports Podcast. Today's podcast is going to center around the upcoming college football season and is titled Take Five. And what I'm going to do in this week's podcast is provide you with a quintet. Uh, That's five uh, for those of you from the following states. I'm just joking. I'm not actually going to name states. That would be a lose-lose situation. Uh, But... uh, I'm going to be uh, selecting or naming five teams, all from Power Five conferences, which I believe may, and I stress the word may, be overvalued in the early portion of the 2022 college football season. Why not use the word may instead of will? You know, because of today, the main reason, uh, because as of today, again, as we approach mid-May, I don't know exactly how the line maker is viewing those teams. You know, I I may think my opinion is going to be higher or lower than the line makers, but at this stage, it's still conjecture. I believe mine is really an educated opinion, but the slate remains incomplete until we start seeing a greater density of game of the year lines, week one lines, and even regular season win totals out there in the marketplace. There have certainly been plenty of instances over the past 30 years plus where I was convinced I was going to be lower on a particular team than the line maker only to have the opening numbers and lines reflect that he's seen the same potential warts or blemishes as I. Additionally, you got to keep in mind too that this is my opinion in mid-May. And it could change even dramatically between now and even mid-June based on roster additions and subtractions. In my power rankings, I'll add as well, they're extremely fluid in the month of September as we start getting actual game results and we see how the new uh, and the old parts are meshing together. Uh, The level of quarterback play, you just hardly can't overstate that in the early going, especially when you have a, a new quarterback or one in a new setting. You know, those quarterback situations, quarterback play, something I really watch closely during the season's uh, first month or so. And and even more so today uh, than ever before, you know, with the influx of experienced signal signal callers, even later in their career, moving to a new school through the portal. 
but they're obviously, even though they have a lot of experience and maybe have a lot of statistics, now they're playing with a, a completely new cast of characters in a new system and in a new setting. It may work well. It may work poorly. Could be somewhere in between. But I'll be watching closely. Now, without further ado, let's take five. And meaning that I'm now going to announce one at a time each team that I think may be overvalued by the line maker in the preseason marketplaces. In every uh, case, uh, all five of these teams, these are teams they're going to receive favorable preseason publicity uh, and attention, more so this season than in an average or typical year, you might say, for that particular program. In most cases, these teams are going to be predicted to finish high in their respective leagues and perhaps even be assigned a preseason ranking in the polls that could even represent a recent best for them or maybe even a, a new historic best as far as their store, starting point uh, in the preseason uh, major college football polls. All but one of these teams that I'm going to mention uh, is coming off a successful winning season. So here they are in no particular order. Five teams that are going to be getting a lot of juice in the preseason in the next few months as we approach the start of the uh, 2022 college football season. And while they're going to be getting a lot of uh, publicity, they may not be uh, up to the task. After all, the marketplace tends to overreact, and that can even include the houses making the numbers. In my five teams, I've got two teams from the ACC, two from the Pac-12, and the other for the, from the Southeastern Conference. And first, we're going to start in the Atlantic Coast Conference, a team that's going to be a trendy pick by many talking heads and many of those big names littering the sports media landscape, that team being the Wake Forest Demon Deacons. First of all, you know, Wake, uh, important to note, they return most of the pieces uh, including veteran quarterback Sam Hartman from a very prolific offense that averaged 41 points a game last year. And that was a number that was boosted, as you might recall, by a 70-point uh, can of you-know-what against Army. Uh, Army just simply could not stop the Wake Forest offense. It was out of control that Saturday afternoon. Uh, and while, you know, the, the Demon Deacons certainly once again possess a high-octane unit, Wake likely won't replicate last year's finish in the critical turnover category. Last year, they were plus 10 in turnovers. Also, the Demon Deacons last year, plus two in net close wins, and those games being games decided by seven points or fewer. And this is another metric uh, that a lot of handicappers use um, that we feel like, you know, can um, maybe not more often than not, but certainly probably has a higher probability, if you will, of regressing to the mean. And here's something to note that I uncovered in all my readings on the Wake Forest team uh, to this point in mid-May. But running back Christian Bill Smith, he transferred to South Carolina in the offseason. You might say, well, he only rushed for 604 yards last year for Wake Forest. But get this, when Bill Smith was on the field last year, Wake averaged one more yard per play than when he was not on the field. So when Bill Smith is on the field, they're averaging one more yard per offensive play 
than when he's not present. And that is a huge, huge number if you're familiar with those statistics. And then there's, you know, of course, Wake Forest's defense. Uh, the Demon Deeks last year, they ranked 10th in the ACC in both scoring and total defense. They gave up more than 30 points seven times last year. Five of those games, they gave up more than 40 points. Uh, so this defense, obviously not a great defense last year. And there's really no tangible evidence, no reason to believe that Wake's going to be a whole lot better on defense in 2022 than they were last year. So Wake's a team, they could be in the top 15 in uh, college football's major preseason polls. Uh, that's not the typical post position, if you will, for a Dave Clawson team. Seeing is believing. Wake, even though they've got all those offensive weapons, it's a team I'm going to be looking at that perhaps might be overvalued. Next up from the ACC, Dave Doran's North Carolina State Wolfpack. You know, I saw in one of the many way too early college football preseason polls that NC State was ranked number three in the entire nation by Pro Football Network. You know, obviously that, that's a little, little too high. I think we'll all agree. I don't believe, uh, you know, it's out of the question that NC State could be ranked in the Associated Press's preseason uh, top ten. I expect to see them, though, probably a, a spot or two out of the top 10, maybe at number 11 or, or number 12. You're certainly, and you've already probably heard it, but you're going to be hearing a lot of rave reviews uh, on North Carolina quarterback Devin Leary. Uh, he's a borderline Heisman candidate, I think, at this point. He could certainly vault into the thick of the race if the Wolfpack come out of the gate smoking. And I don't believe uh, – you know, the opinions about NC State having a great football team and, and Leary being uh, one of the best quarterbacks in the in the nation are necessarily uh, unfounded. But you look at this team and you look at some of the personnel losses, uh, first of all, on offense. You know, Leary, he lost the school's all-time leading receiver, and that's going to be a Mecca Amazie, a guy who had almost 2,900 career receiving yards, and then the number six Overall pick in last month's NFL draft, uh, left tackle Iki Ikwanu, also obviously gone. Again, the number six overall pick in last April's draft. So I'm not sure NC State's going to average 32 points a game again this year. Uh, plus, their leading returning rusher, I believe they lost their, their top two rushers off of last year's club. Leading returnee only rushed for 83 yards last year. So they've got to identify um, a running back as well or a couple of running backs. Might sound, it might sound like a uh, broken record, you know, at this point, but NC State last year plus seven in that all-important turnover category. Uh, their turnover numbers probably not going to be as favorable this year uh, considering those losses at left tackle and wide receiver. But everybody's going to be giving the pack a whole lot of preseason love. But is it too much? Now let's move to the Pac-12. I'm going to offer uh, two teams in this league, as I indicated, the first of which is defending league champion Utah. Let me start out, first of all, by saying it's risky business to go against Kyle Whittingham. I think he's one of the very best head coaches in all of college football. But the Utes, they're coming off their very first Pac-12 championship, and now they're the hunted instead of the hunter. You know, clearly uh, they've thrived under Whittingham as the underdog, uh, kind of outside the reach of lofty expectations. Uh, but you guys who listen to me regularly, you know I often 
quote Shakespeare, not that I read a lot of Shakespeare, I just know a few quotes, but to quote Shakespeare, quote, heavy is the head that wears the crown, and Utah comes into the 2022 season wearing the Pac-12 crown, it will certainly be a different starting point, a different five going into each game for Utah this season. Uh, Utah's calling card clearly under Whittingham uh, has been its defense, and it will be defending that title without a pair of uh, key cogs in last year's defense. First of all, linebacker Devin Lloyd, a first-round pick this past month of the NFL uh, NFL's Jacksonville Jaguars, and then his fellow linebacker there at Utah, Nephi Sewell. Those two uh, combined just incredible numbers. Last year alone in 2021, that linebacker duo combined for 200 total tackles and 29 and a half tackles for loss. Uh, that kind of production is not easy to replace, and I think their defense will maybe be just a tad bit down because of those losses. On offense, quarterback Cameron Rising uh, returns, uh, but the school's all-time leading punt returner, and I think this is significant, uh, that guy Britton Covey. He also doubled as a receiver, uh, unquestionably one of the team leaders. He's not going to be easily replaced either. He's played for the Utes a long time, seems like about the last 10 years. But Covey, finally out of eligibility, and I think he'll be missed. As a rule of thumb, you know, again, I love Whittingham. I love the Utah Utes, but they're the favorite this time around. You know, they're going to be getting everybody's top shot, best shot. You know, they're definitely going to be ranked in the preseason top 10, uh, possibly as high as maybe number seven or number eight, somewhere in that uh, range, but definitely a preseason top 10 team there in Salt Lake City. And uh, it's going to be a little bit different for the Utes this year. And might they be a little bit overvalued in the early going. Now to my other Pac-12 team uh, of the five teams that could be overvalued this season. Many of you probably guessed this entry at the very beginning of the podcast. I think this will be, and maybe I'm wrong, you know, sometimes I'm surprised, but I think this team will be on a lot of similar lists. That team being those USC Trojans uh, in their first year head coach Lincoln Riley. Uh, he has fortified USC's roster with a plethora of players from the transfer portal uh, since he shockingly uh, changed addresses from Norman, Oklahoma to Los Angeles. Obviously the most notable of those uh, transfers through the portal, true sophomore quarterback Caleb Williams, uh, who overtook Spencer Rattler early last season uh, as Oklahoma's starting quarterback. Williams had an uh, impressive maiden voyage as a true freshman playing for Riley at Oklahoma. Now he will be uh, the presumptive starter for Lincoln Riley, Caleb Williams, there in his new digs at USC. Uh, the Trojans, they're certainly not going to be a preseason uh, top 10 team. They only won four games a year ago. But they're going to be top 25. I think that's almost certain. They could possibly even be top 20. Everybody's going to be really excited about Lincoln coming to L.A., but important to note, the majority of the Trojans' most notable additions are at the offensive skill positions. So their newly shaped roster, it still doesn't fully address a sagging offensive line, uh, which has quite frankly been more of a liability than an asset in recent campaigns. And then there's still the defense. You know, the Trojans last year, they gave up a total of 31.8 points per game, uh, well-respected defensive Coordinator Alex Grinch has been summoned 
uh, to Los Angeles by Riley to stop the bleeding. But Rome wasn't built in a day, and neither will be Troy's defense. Now on to my fifth team. Let's go to the SEC, to Knoxville, Tennessee specifically, and take a look at second-year head coach Josh Heupel's Tennessee Volunteers. I believe Josh Heupel, and I say this in all sincerity uh, and with, with complete uh, clarity and belief in this, I believe Josh Heupel might have done a better job than any college football coach in America in 2021. You know, he won seven games. You can, Some Tennessee fans might say eight games if they want to count the bowl game. And winning seven games, that was an incredible accomplishment when you consider the inherited roster and the turmoil that was swirling around the program and continues, for that matter, uh, to some degree to swirl around that program. And, and you know, not only that, but, you know, I love uh, – I want to point out I love that quarterback. I love me some Hendon Hooker. You know, that's a big quarterback who can sling it around the yard on one hand, and then he can punish opposing defenses uh, with his physical running style on the other. But again, you know, as much as I like Tennessee, uh, you know, the primary question in this exercise is what will the public's perception be of the volunteers? And I'm expecting those collective opinions, uh, including those of gentlemen and kind ladies not adverse to risking uh, 11 in the pursuit of 10, if you will, I believe those perceptions, those collective opinions are going to be sky high. I think they're going to be literally through the roof on the Vols. I'll probably be keeping tabs on this one uh, more closely than any of the other four recommendations because I like that offense so much. Uh, Again, this is a team that struggled on defense like some of the others on this list. They allowed 31.5 points per game uh, last year. They clearly need a few hands in the secondary in the back four of the defense. I look for Tennessee uh, to be uh, ranked in the AP preseason poll. Uh, I think they're going to probably fall in that 20 to 25 range, maybe take one of the last few spots uh, in the major poll. So it's going to be interesting to see where they are ranked in the preseason poll. But I think they will be ranked, in my opinion, in the top 25. So there you have it. Uh, Five teams I believe could be overvalued in the betting marketplace. Uh, as we approach the 2022 season. Again, those being, in no particular order, Wake Forest, North Carolina State, Utah, Southern Cal, and Tennessee, all going to be getting a whole lot of preseason love. And again, perhaps too much preseason love. Now to my shameless plug for the Paul Stone Sports Podcast. Uh, I'm still waiting to decide a couple of matters, a couple of issues, but subscription details for my 2022 college football package going to be unveiled soon, certainly before the end of this month. Uh, many of you have been uh, inquiring, and I appreciate so much your patience, uh, but details are coming soon. Again, I'll have something announced, something on the website uh, by the end of May. I've achieved uh, seven straight winning seasons as monitored by the highly respected the Sports Monitor of Oklahoma City. Uh, a collective against the spread winning percentage of 56% in college football over that seven-year span. I'll put that performance up against anyone's over that span, especially considering that I'm legitimately monitored. I'm not part of the, the Scouts Honor Crew. You can independently research my true historic performance 
right down to the actual selections released to my clients in any individual season. So it's there for you to see at www.thesportsmonitor.com. Uh, for more information about my service, about what I offer, please visit, again, paulstonesports.org. Again, that's paulstonesports.org. If you wish to shoot me an email, busy this time of year, but I'll certainly do my best to respond. My email address, paulstonesports at gmail.com. also want to plug my uh, golf matchups. If anybody's interested in my matchups, uh, first of all, in next week's PGA Championship, golf's second major. It's going to be played next Thursday, May 19th through Sunday, May 22nd. It's Southern Hills Country Club in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Uh, you know, that will be uh, available, those golf selections, the, the golf package anyway. The selections might not be out until Tuesday, maybe early Wednesday. But the package, the golf package, will be available for purchase uh, possibly uh, as early as sometimes Sunday later, certainly no later than Monday morning or Monday midday. And uh, please look for that if interested in my golf matchups. I've really done well in the uh, the majors historically through the years. So thanks again for listening. Uh, this is now 51 episodes of the Paul Stone Sportscast. We're going to make it a full year hopefully next week and uh, hit 52 straight. Have a great week. Have a safe week. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, signing off, I'm Paul Stone. Thank you for listening to the Paul Stone Sports Podcast. Make sure to subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform so you never miss an episode. And visit paulstonesports.org to sign up for member-only access to Paul's college football, college basketball, and PGA Tour golf picks and predictions. 